Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Association Leadership Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Association Leadership Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Howard Prager with Advanced Learning Group and the author of the new book, Make Someone's Day, Becoming a Memorable Leader in Work and Life. Welcome, Howard. Thank you. It's so good to be here, Lee. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to, but before we get too far into things, tell us about Advanced Learning Group. How are you serving folks? Yeah, thank you. So I'm a speaker, I'm a co executive coach, I'm a leadership consultant, and I'm a teacher. So I do all four of those things. An advanced learning group helps organizations identify what do they need to grow uh, themselves, their people, and the organization. And I work to help them achieve that. Now, what was the uh, genesis of the idea of the new book? The idea of the book is really the fact, two things. First of all, um, how important it is in whatever job, whatever part of life that we're in, to make someone's day. That that's the best thing you can do for others. And that when they say, you made my day, you're getting the strongest affirmative compliment you can ever ask for. The second thing is how we all need memorable leaders. So the subtitle is Becoming a Memorable Leader in Work and Life. And you know, there's lots of leadership books out there, and they're great books, great programs, but none of them talk about the fact of needing to be a memorable leader. And if you think back, lead to your most favorite leaders, I'll bet you've got some that gave you some memorable moments that you cherish. Sure. And uh, what what helped you connect the dots uh, between those memorable moments and good leadership? That's a great question. You know, as I thought about it, I, I could tell, let me just tell you the story where the, where the idea came from, because that will, then I can go back and tell you about how I thought that this took place in so many areas of my life. I was commuting downtown actually to an association job. I was working for uh, the American Library Association at the time and was at the train uh, for the early train commuting downtown Chicago. And a young woman came up to me with a clipboard and she said, would you mind signing this petition? I said, sure. What's it for? And she said, we will need to get someone on the ballot for election. I said, okay, what's the name of the person? And she told me I recognize the name. I said, I'm happy to sign and signed it and gave it back to her. Didn't think anything of it. And when she took that clipboard back, she looked at me with the biggest of eyes and said, oh, my gosh, you made my day. Well, Lee, I signed a petition. This is like one of the easiest things you could do. How, how did that make her day? And I thought about that the whole ride down. And my day, and I'm normally a positive, optimistic person, I felt like I was on cloud nine just because she said, you made my day to me. And it dawned on me that there's something powerful here. And so as I look back uh, through my life, through the jobs that I had, through the uh, bosses that I had, and I realized it's the memorable ones that really made my day and made me a better, better worker, better employee, better person. 
So then is the premise that if you just are mindful and intentional about making someone's day, that activity is going to help you achieve your goals uh, and not only make their day and make them, you know, exhibit this uh, moment of kindness, but it's also going to help further your cause uh, no matter what that is? Absolutely. I've dubbed it the boomerang effect. Because what happens is when you've made someone's day in that way, and they say you made my day, your mirror neurons, I've got a chapter in the book on the neuroscience of make someone's day. Your mirror neurons light up and you get, uh, if not the same feeling, certainly very close to it of the person whose day you made. And so it benefits, it's a real win-win. It benefits both of you. So now, in what ways do you see this being transferable to folks in uh, that run associations? Where are there opportunities for an association leader to make someone's day? Oh, my gosh. Every single moment. Association leaders uh, focuses on serving their members. And, and they love serving their members and doing finding ways to do that. And so by being able to make someone's day and making their members' day, uh, they will have more committed, supported, enthusiastic, and lifelong members. And that's what our, all associations want. We want to keep maintain and grow our membership. We don't want to shrink it. Now, um do you find that the folks that run associations that they're, I don't want to say take for granted, but they have a contingent group that are maybe they're volunteers, the people that they're asking uh, for them to do something out of, you know, from a place of generosity, where if they can exhibit this kind of mentality of making someone's day, that that's something they can latch onto and really take their work to a new level. You have that so right. Absolutely. Uh, and they love that. And I'm one of those people. I've been a part of a couple of uh, nonprofit associations my whole career. And, uh, you know, they'll ask me to do something and I'll just drop and do it. Right. I was like, I don't know if I have time to review these awards, but I'll take some time if you need to help right now. So I, I try to do that all the time when when my association comes calling. Now, but is it possible to take the kind of the methodology behind this book and really take that element of volunteering and, and serving to a new level when you reframe it to this isn't just you volunteering because we need this task to be done. But if you do this in this way, you'll be making someone's day. You'll be getting all of that kind of all of that uh, neuroscience working in your favor. Absolutely. So true. I've, and I've written articles about this because as associations, we are so, uh, what's the word? We're, we're so appreciative of our volunteers, of our members who volunteer time and time again in so many ways. And so um, in writing an article on the value of volunteering for your career, I talk all about how associations are a great place to get started. Now, as um, part of the mission of this show is to um, inspire and educate young people to the importance of leaning into associations and getting involved, and whether that's like to your point of volunteering or, and or just kind of 
earning your way up the ladder and becoming a leader yourself in these organizations. Can you talk about maybe something that happened in your career where you saw the benefits and you decided, hey, this is an area that I'm going to really um, lean into because I think it not only helps me personally, but it also helps the ecosystem that I'm trying to serve as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can go story after story about this. But let me suffice it to say that when I was uh, president or uh, or chair of a, of a group on the board, I focused on what I call ROBMI, Return on Board Member Involvement. What can I do? How can I thank people who are serving on the board or the committee in a way that's meaningful for them? And in doing that, I make their day, whether it's meeting a speaker getting to go to a location, um, being able to represent us elsewhere, uh, or just simply to uh, host people at the meetings uh, that we'd have or conferences. Um, People love that opportunity to be asked, to be involved, to be part of things. So that's a great way for that to be able to happen. Now, for the associations out there that maybe, I don't want to say they're in a rut, but maybe they're just do the same old, same old, you know, they've done it last year, so they'll do it again this year. Are there some places or ideas that you've had that are innovative and maybe outside the box thinking when it comes to um, uh, demonstrating this type of kindness? Like, what are some creative ways you can make someone's day that maybe doesn't cost a lot of money, but it's very appreciative? Yeah. Um, let me share share a couple of um, brief examples with you because there are lots of ways this can happen. And you're right, it doesn't necessarily have to cost much money. Uh, people love, as I say, the, the key is two things. Number one is to find out what, what the person, what inspires and motivates people you're working with. Because whether they're volunteers or staff, if you find out what they like, what gets them off, what they're excited about, and you can do things to help give them those types of opportunities, you will have someone who is loyal for life. And that's, that's so true. Uh, and every time I moved up to a higher level that would require more time and uh, effort on my part, I found that the relationships I made, the opportunities I had, and the people that I met um, brought me in my career to a whole different level. Now, when it so comes to two ways that this could happen. So if you were uh, a, the leader of an association right now and you wanted to implement this, is the first thing you would do is just simply ask your people, what is the thing that they would like more of? Or is there some way to just um, kind of make educated guesses just by paying attention to what's happening in their lives? Yes. So I came up with this model called the VIP model. And who doesn't want to be treated like a VIP, right? In the association world, we really know what that's like and what that means. So the VIP model for make someone stay is first to view and observe what's going on. What does the person need at this time? What might help them? What might help get them unstuck? What might help them get the work done? What might help them um, create a successful event? So that's number one. Look at the view and observe what you see happening. 
And if you know the people, you've got a better instinct on for when they might be in trouble or need that help. The second is you want to identify and consider options for them. What might you want to do? What might you have the power to do? What might you need some support to do? So if it's something that probably has some capital expense to it, you probably need some support to be able to do that. If it's something with giving people some time or resources or help, maybe that might be within your own uh, empowerment uh, to be able to do that. So that's a second piece. So you view and observe, you identify and consider, and then what's left? We have to plan and act. And sometimes we need to plan and act quickly, in a sudden. It's an emergency or something needs to happen fast. Um, the planning might be minuscule, might just be a few seconds of thought, but just something to take that breath in and ensure that what you're doing is the right thing to do, and then act on it. Other times, it might be planning. Um, you're planning a future conference, an event at a future conference. I've done that. You know, you need more time to do the planning before the action actually takes place. So VIP, view and observe, identify and consider, and plan and act. That's the simple model to use. Good stuff. Now, Howard, if there's someone listening out there that um, might be interested in learning more about your work at Advanced Learning Group, is there um, a typical first engagement? Is there a typical pain that they're having where Advanced Learning Group is the solution? Oh, thanks for asking that. And there are a lot of um, lot of things. If you're trying to, if you've got a project, if you've got um, where do we get our next leaders from? And I don't care if you're a volunteer leader or a paid leader. You know, always trying to find where our next board members coming from. How do we increase our bench strength? How do we develop leaders so that, that they're able to lead in a way, in a caring, proactive, positive way than someone who's so task-oriented that they totally miss the boat? The last thing we want to do is we don't want to turn off members, and we certainly don't want to turn off our staff. So being able to do that would be a, a, a huge win and a huge way that they'd want to contact me. The other thing is if they want to create a culture, I've been having more and more people ask me about creating a culture of kindness. And, you know, um, there's so many challenges in life today that we need to go and be with people and places that support us and who we are. And so creating that culture of kindness where make someone's day isn't just a, a theme or a slogan, but it's how we live our culture and lives. That's another thing that people might come and say, hey, how can you help us create an organizational culture that's so much more proactive and responsive? Well, Howard, congratulations on all the success. And thank you so much for sharing your story today. If somebody wants to learn more about Advanced Learning Group and or uh, get a hold of your new book, Make Someone's Day, what is the best way to do that? Do you have a website? I do. The best thing to do is go to Howard H. Prager. That's P-R-A-G-E-R dot com. When you do that and you just sign up for the mailing list, you'll get a free chapter of the book as well as a free worksheets that you can use to review and reflect. That's the fourth part of the VIP model, 
review and reflect on what you did, what the results were, and how it felt, and what you might want to do next time. So you can get those worksheets for free, and you can get that chapter for free just by signing up on my website, howardhprager.com. Good stuff. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. Good to be here. Best to all the association executives out there today. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Association Leadership Radio. 